he's like, I like that song. Mm. And we talked about how joy mm. is a choice when you're upset. And ever since then that we've been going through this, I'm like, do we need to play your song? And we just turn it on. And I love that song. I love that song. I love that song. Hey, I'm Keith Stevens. Welcome to I Love That Song. Today we have the privilege of talking with Luke from the group for King and Country. What's up, Keith? It's Luke here, man. How you doing? Luke, man, I'm doing great. How are you, bro? I'm great, man. Good to, uh, good to get the, a chance to catch up a little bit, man. Things going well up there for you guys? Absolutely. And we're wondering about what you have planned for the rest of this year. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we've taken the uh, first kind of first part of this year and we've been working on new music we've been working in the studio a lot and uh, I actually kind of as of last week we've kind of cranked up the road a little bit the rest of the year we're kind of out and about uh, we've done some festivals we're gonna be doing some fairs uh, I'm about to head out of town for about two weeks which is a long time for us we don't usually like going for more than three or four days and uh, yeah we're gonna go out and uh, you know kind of see where the re- where the rest of the country's at with everything and uh, it's uh, yeah it'll be a little busy now, Luke, you had surgery on your vocal cords. Yeah, I did. How are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it's good. I, I think um, it was not something I was tremendously looking forward to. And sometimes that's a good thing for us, you know, to do some things that make us uh, a little uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, the surgery went, re- went remarkably smoothly. Uh, the, the rehab and everything, I just got done with some physical therapy, which sounds weird to do for something that's so yeah. small like the, the, uh, the vocal cords. But, yeah. It's uh, it's going well. It's been a, a little bit of an exercise in surrender, to be totally honest. You know, there's there's often the discussions that would probably be similar to you and your uh, occupation. People don't get to see your vo- uh, face very much, but they hear your voice. Yeah. What if something happened to that? And there's there's the there's the temptation, I think, to clinch on to things, and and you know, I think there's also the temptation to ask yourself, like, well, what if I, who am I without my voice? You know, mm. who am I without something that I'm I'm known for? What if I couldn't sing? What if I couldn't speak anymore? Do you know, am I still, am I still loved by God if I couldn't do the things that I feel like I'm called to do for him? And that's actually what's been kind of nice is sometimes to ask yourself these questions, you have to go to the nth degree to actually find the answers. And, you know, look, I've done about a month of silence in the last year because of some of these little hiccups. And, man, I've felt nothing but the pleasure of God in my silence, maybe more so in my silence than I am when I'm speaking. So, it's been uh, it's been a little bit of a, a journey, but one that uh, mm-hmm. one that I'm really you know most of the most of the struggles I've ever had in life, you get to the other side and you become very thankful for them. I have a great nephew. His name is Micah, and he was in a very severe motocross accident. And he is very handicapped, but he's very clear with his thinking. And he talks about the overwhelming love that Christ has for every one of us. Well, his favorite band is for King Country, and he went to one of the concerts and his wheelchair was way back and they actually spotlighted him. So the next year for his birthday, he went to the concert and they had him right down by the stage. The next year after that, he was sick and he could not go to the concert and they actually went to his home in Virginia and surprised him. I mean, they're my favorite man because of that. Wow. You know, I love their songs. I mean, God has done miracle after miracle. He wasn't supposed to live. He was supposed to be a vegetable. They wouldn't even take him to rehab. But God has done miracle after miracle for healing.
My favorite song of theirs is Priceless. I had never heard of the band before, but at that time I was watching The View. Um, Candace Cameron Bray was on and they were celebrating her birthday and she had asked for King and Country to come and sing. They sang the song Priceless and before the song was even done, I was like, this is my new favorite song, this is my new favorite band, and I just love their message and I love their style. It really reminded me of my value and just how truly priceless each of us are. We forget that. Why do we forget that so much? Like, why don't we know that? Because I'm the same way. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I mean, there's, you know, so many different messages coming at us. And man, just getting back to the Word of God and truly reminding ourselves of who we are in Him. Did you hear God's voice in the silence? And if so, what did you hear Him say to you during those times? Well, I mean, I was trying, I was pretty, um, I wanted to make sure I didn't waste the opportunity. I mean, I know that sounds weird because most people are like five days with four kids, you know, mm-hmm. you know, your wife and all that, you know, what, what's that like? But I do think that there was something about, I did try to get up a little bit earlier. And I think that was, I think that that was the thing that I did hear a lot was it's not based off of what you've accomplished for me that, uh, that makes me love you more. I, you know, I've often said, about my kids. I got four kids. And if I, if I start talking about my oldest boy, I just start saying, that kid is the most remarkable kid that God has ever mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. I get to my next kid, man, that six-year-old, there's nobody like that six-year-old. Mm-hmm. He is just so special. I get to, you know, my Leo, my, my now four-year-old, and I say, there's never been another Leo. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's full of joy. You know, and I get to my, my, my little daughter now, and she's six months old, and, and, it, and it continues. She's just so kind. Mm-hmm. There's this sweetness. Well, I find that that's what God thinks about us. He's, he's you know, uh, uh, I'm his all-time favorite, and mm. so are you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we just yeah, don't, man. We don't experience a love like that. And sometimes it takes us to be a little bit quiet for him to just sit there and you be able to hear, like, man, he loves me. He cares for me. He cares that I can't sing. He cares that I can't talk for a little bit. He, that, that, he's saddened by that, but he can still use, you know, that sadness uh, or in the sadness that I have in those moments for something that brings him glory. And I think that's some of the stuff that I've, I've it, it, the circumstances of things that I walk through don't inhibit the love of Jesus. And that's, uh, that's an, a really helpful thing to walk through. When it came time for vocal surgery, you had to have ordinary faith, just like anybody else going through a struggle. When times are certain, it's a little easier. Well, yeah, look, you know, we don't live in the third world here in America, you know, so in, in some cases, we we lack the need of seeing miracles day in and day out. Yeah. And there are miracles yeah. taking place around us all the time. We just don't see them. Yeah. Because for the most part, you know, you're sick, you know, let's be honest, when you're sick, what's the first thing you think about? Well, where's the doctor? It's never a prayer, no matter how big or small, it's just, where's the doctor? You know, we've got these little, we've got these little like layups, if that makes sense of help. It's just so easy to go get help. And so I think sometimes when you, you go through some of these circumstances of something like surgery, there's this, there's this discipline at that point because you've got to, you've got to figure it out somehow. There's this discipline to, actually, discipline to actually practice faith. And practicing faith never returns void. And so for me, I, I, I think I've started to ask myself the question of like, okay, when things are going well, you know, how can I practice what it actually means to like have deep faith and, yeah. and you know, in, in not a crisis, 
You know, what is it actually, what are the, some of the opportunities yeah. that God's, you know, showing me that there isn't a crisis per se going on? Maybe it has something to do with else. You know, am I, am I listening? You know, am I, am I actually really in tune with what God's doing? Oh, man, am I just so focused on the things that I'm doing that I just forget all that other stuff? That, those, are, those are things I think I've been contemplating. Yeah, Abraham had to have faith, and he had to have faith in God. He couldn't turn to Google, to Instagram, yeah. <laughs> to Facebook. Yeah. He had to have faith in God. There was no uh, research. He had to uh, just trust God. And in a way, we've had those moments in our own lives, too. I'm going through one right now. And you have that moment, and you had that moment recently in May when you had your surgery. Hey, Keith, this is Beth. So my son has overly emotional behavior issues. So when he gets really angry or really sad, he gets almost where he can't think or move and just becomes a whole bowl of emotion that he doesn't know how to process. The song Joy and Now Together, we found that for King and Country helps him calm down. He is almost 10 now, it is his favorite band. And when he gets these emotions, I will just play the song and you can see the peace enter his body and then he can calm himself and then explain to me what is going on with him. So I have it on my phone. His teachers at school have even downloaded the song to help him at school and it just helps him regulate. And then he's able to explain whatever happened to get him so worked up. It is amazing that we found something because it was so hard for me to know that my son was hurting but couldn't verbalize what was wrong with him. And we tried many different things that therapists or things had recommended and nothing worked. And then just one day, Joy was on, and it just happened to be at the time when we were having a moment in the car. And he's like, I like that song. Mm. And we talked about how Joy is a choice when you're upset. and ever since then and it's been you know that we've been going through this we always just stop and i'm like do we need to play your song and we just turn it on and it's just a relief for him to be able to then verbalize to me what's going on and just the calmness that he feels when he listens to those songs. You said even therapists couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. The one song. That's kind of cool because God sent that to you, you know? He did, absolutely. I thank God every day for, for, this, for that time and that moment and for King and Country. I think, isn't it true that when we have the challenges, Luke, it brings us back to, okay, God, it's me and you. That's what I love about your resilience and your faith in God. But he's the one who gives it to you. And I'm so glad that, yeah. that everything went so well for you and that uh, it sounds like you're able to use your voice. If you're going out singing, that means that you're good to go. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Look, I've still got to be a little bit careful. I've still got to kind of, you know, I don't right. need to get back into some of the other Not habits. Not push I, for it. The most part, the vocal, yeah, for, for the most part, it all worked you know, decently well for probably a decade and a half. But it was, I think, just the wear and tear of, yeah. you know, life and all, you know, maybe some lack of sleep here and there has uh, got me into, <laughs> got me into some of these <laughs> these issues so i don't want to go back you know it's like a lot of these things you know i don't think you want everyone to go through the suffering again though it produces something good i don't want to learn from this and i don't want to have to go go through it again but uh yeah I'm, I'm trying to be careful i'm trying to be good most of it you know ironically enough when i started having these problems 
it had to do with me actually speaking too loud. That was my Achilles heel. So <laughs> it actually happened when I wasn't doing shows, believe it or not. So that's uh, all. To all your radio friends, tell them not to be careful how loud you're speaking now. <laughs> well, I don't know. You could have a dual career, one on the road and one on the radio, too. So you never know if you ever want to. I'm always trying. I'm always trying out, Keith. I'm always trying out. I got to have some sort of, you know. <laughs> I like it. Well, we'll put you on as co-host whenever you're back up in the area again. And uh, speaking of which, you will be back up in the area in the winter coming up in December for an incredible Christmas concert. We're so excited to have you guys. Can you believe it? It's going to be Christmas in no time. That's right. I mean, yes, isn't that crazy? It does. The years just seem to fly on by a little bit. But uh, I will say this, you know, Christmas is probably my, my favorite event that uh, we do every year for the most part. I, I remember when we first started doing Christmas shows, I, I actually said to I think my dad and my brother, I was like, I mean, do we want to be known as the people that do the Christmas events every year? I mean, I like being home at Christmas and all these other things. And literally, we did one Christmas tour, and I was like, you know, I kind of love it, <laughs> you know, because it gets you into Christmas. It gets you, you, you're delivering, you know, to people a little bit of Christmas cheer, uh, kind of like Elfwood every year, you know, and it's just, it's an enjoyable, it's an enjoyable experience. So it's, it's our favorite event. So we're, uh, we're looking forward to it. Why is your Christmas concert your favorite to perform at? Yeah, well, I think every, you know, in, in our line of work, you know, you're, you're writing new songs, you know, you perform those songs, and you're kind of always introducing people to something new. You know, in some cases, in some cases with music, that song that's a little uncomfortable the first couple times you hear it becomes your favorite, but it's also a little uncomfortable, if that makes sense. You know, you have to count, you're always moving sounds around, you're always doing those different things. But what I like about Christmas, you're playing some of your originals that you've written that may, may or may not have been played on the radio. But the majority of the songs that you're playing, everybody knows. Everybody sing along. You're not you're not introducing to them, oh, come and come and man. You're not you're not right. introducing joy to the world to them. So right from the downbeat, basically every single song that you will play that night or that we will play is known, and they're singing at the top of their line. It becomes a, a a true community moment where you're sharing these things. And obviously, yeah, we have our you know spins on these songs, but. Everybody can sing live. One of the things I said to Joel early on is like, no matter what we do with Christmas music, we can mess with tempos, we can do this, that, and the other, but I will not mess with classic melodies because right. I want everybody to be able to sing along to these songs the entire show. And I think that's what we love about it. And look, and there's just something about being with thousands of other people declaring, you know, the truth of, of the fact that Jesus came as a little boy. I mean, that's, that's, that's fun. That's cool. You know? Oh, no, it's incredible. And you stayed true to form with the song of your rendition, but you did add a lot more drums to it on Little Drummer Boy, bro. I mean, that is just, <laughs> you hit it out of the park with that. Shall I play for you, pa-ra-ba-pum-pum, on my drum? My favorite song, actually after watching him in concert, is The Drummer Boy, the gift that God has blessed them with. They use that to glorify God, and that's what The Drummer Boy did. So I think for me, it's just a picture of what we're all supposed to do is just take the gifts that God has blessed us with it and use them for God's glory. When we first recorded The Little Drummer Boy, you know, we've done several renditions because we weren't really thinking through much when we did this uh, early on. We literally were like, oh, we're going to do this little Christmas EP. We're going to put those songs together. We're going to do this. And we probably should do Little Drummer Boy because 
we're becoming known as like people that love rhythm and drums and all that sort of stuff. And I think as we got into it, we were like, how has nobody done the little drummer boy with a lot of drums? Like this is literally of, of all of the opportunities that are right. out there, this is the lowest hanging fruit. <laughs> the fact that the original big little drummer boy had like bells ringing, like, but what were these people thinking? You know, like it needed to be drums, right? And so for us, yes, it's a deep love of drums. We play little drummer boy all year round because I'm pretty sure people would like protest if we didn't. And yeah, I enjoy playing it every night. We spin it, we do it encore during the year, and it's the little drummer boy. I noticed that uh, you guys are like booked out like many, many nights in a row right now. And is that to make up for the past year and a half with the pandemic? Are they like, all right, you guys, now you got to work double time. Well, no, I mean, look, I mean, there's practicalities in everything that we do. Maybe there's a little bit of that, but I think more, more than that, I think we got a little bit spoiled. Now with the pandemic, you're, you're essential, Keith. That was one thing I realized. Everybody else wasn't working in Christian radio and radio in general. You became essential, so you became very, very important, right? So wow. you may not feel this as much, but we were kind of pushed to the side a little bit, understandably so. Yeah. What we realized was I had kind of just gotten into it. I don't want to ever use the word mailing it in because we, we really try to fight that at all. Right. Time. But right. I think no matter how many times you tell yourself, I'm not going to phone this in or I'm not going to, there's moments of, I mean, I just did this last night. You know, and I did it this way. I'm just going to do it again. Well, I think that also what happened was we took for granted what it meant to gather and have a joyful event. Amen. We took for granted what it meant to just be, be exhilarated by being together again. So I think for us, I think we've actually started to see the need for it. It's not just, oh, we're going to get out there because we need to provide for our families or whatever. I think that it actually has become, man, I've been inspired by going to do Q&As with people and hearing their stories. I had one person uh, last year when we did some drive-in shows, they commented and said, hey, thank you so much for doing um, a drive-in show. I haven't, I think that she literally said outside of groceries and a few other things, Mm. I haven't been outside for an event in nine months. Mm. And I was sitting there going, man, I mean, that's a tough thing just mentally to to conceptualize. So I think that for us now it's, okay, things are a little bit safer. Let's go and let's go and have, let's go and celebrate. Let's go and have a moment where, we're, we're, yeah, we've all been this through together. What are some of the things that we've learned? We'll share about those things, those things that we learned. We'll share some new songs, some different things, but let's get together and enjoy this. Luke, we're still coming off the past couple of years where life really was turned upside down for everybody. What did you learn during that time? For my wife and I, we got married 11 years ago. And for the most part, the entire time that we've been married, I've been in and out. Right. And uh, right. I think what I, I learned was, you know, my, my wife is, she's just an amazing person. And for me to be able to sit in some of the day-to-day of, of yeah. what she does and just being with family, I, I think I started to take it much less for granted right. being home more, right. if that makes sense. Is it going to be tough uh, now to be out on the road now? I mean, it will. I mean, look, I had somebody tell me years ago, I asked, you know, when I had young kids, and I was, you know, young, young married, young kids. And I said, hey, how, how do you kind of handle leaving? You know, is it, is, how, does it get any easier? And he looked at me and he said, if it gets easier, your marriage and your family life is in trouble. It should never get easier. Yeah. And so in some cases, yeah, no, man, like I left a couple of days ago and my, my uh, middle boy, you know, Courtney texted me and said, you know, when you pulled out, he, uh, he just shed some tears and, you know, 
in some cases, people would say, well, you got to get back. You got to stop doing this. You got to, you know, you got to be back. Well, look, tears are part of life. Sometimes that that can mean, you know, when I come home, that joy is is exaggerated in a beautiful way. And so we try to look, and I don't diminish those tears, but I do think that uh, I think he knows where I'm going. And I think that there's a a richness in him. I, I hope that he sees that it matters. You, you know, bet. and it means something. And you so bet, hopefully Luke. he sees it worked out. It doesn't always mean it's a smooth road, but it also doesn't mean it's any less important and any less purposeful. And that's what we try to talk about now, family. I know that with my career with radio, it's not on the road, but it's very demanding. It's almost like chasing a ghost is, yeah. and, you, and you never catch it yeah. because you have to come up with yep. new stuff every single day. You have to always be on. Yep. And you always have to be thinking, you always have to be like right on top of stuff and then working. You're always working. Yep. So I found that I have to be more intentional with my time. And when I am, sometimes I have more quality time that way than when you're just around together all the time. I totally agree. I said to Courtney, we, we talk about this a decent amount. She said, we, we talked about uh, earlier this year, I've been home, but I was working pretty hard at the studio. Yeah. And man, in some cases I found myself actually being you know, I was a little bit more distant from the kids because I was doing a true nine to five. What they're accustomed to is yes, me being gone, but when I'm home, I'm home. So like when everybody else is kind of doing whatever, we homeschool. So that creates some flexibility. Now I'll take them to the river. You know, I'll take them down with skip rocks. We do different things. What we found is, is our rhythm there's a chance that I get to spend more quality time actually yep. doing what I do yep. than some of the other things. So just like your winter analogy and you're turning things into the positive, I'm doing the same thing with what I'm doing for a career. <laughs> it's so great. It's so great, Luke. If that doesn't work out, we can both sell pencils. We could sell pencils. We'll <laughs> sell no. pencils and tickets, right? That's right. Pencils and tickets. Uh, listen, Luke, it's a pleasure talking to you, uh, really. And uh, give my best to your family. And I wish you the best yeah. on the road coming up. And I just pray God's continued blessing over your life. And we can't wait to see you soon. Thanks a lot, Keith. I appreciate it, man. Together with our differences, together we are bolder, braver, stronger. Thank you to Luke from For King and Country for being part of the I Love That Song podcast. This episode is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of University of Northwestern St. Paul. I'm Keith Stevens. I'll catch you next time on I Love That Song. I love that song. I love that song. I love that song. I love that song.